Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 23rd, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and our special guest and very, very good friend, Solaris Blue Raven. So, um, first off, I want to just say welcome, Solaris. It's so good to have you here. You've had myself on your radio show over the last five years since, since we last were together. But I've got to tell you, I was doing some old radio shows, and I played two of yours. And I was like, oh, my gosh, those are so good. Those shows are so good because of the interaction of you and Walt. You know, Mm -hmm. you two just got on, and the information that you, uh, you know, provided us back in 16th, you know, March of 2016. And it was so... You know when you got the when you when you're five years into the future and you see what you said back then, it was really profound. We really had a grasp on what was about to happen. I don't think we had a full understanding of the implications, but of the energies associated with the massive change that we're going through as a world. So welcome. And thank you very much, Nancy, and a pleasure Are to be there? here and an honor. And, and hi, oh, Walt God, and I Dolly. I muted you guys. I muted you guys. Oh, I'm going to catch hell when I unmute. Can you hear me that? Can you hear me now? She does that to us all the time, so My goodness. Oh, Nancy. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) It's good to hear everybody's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. It's the voices, you know. I mean, I I spend a lot of time with these two people, and I've never even once laid eyes on them in physical reality. It's all virtual. Wow. I could have sworn you met Walt. You never met physically? No, 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 wow. no. That's a trip. No. Well, they're all there in the field, so. Yep, yep, yep. So, hey, I um, got to tell you before we get started, you know that song you play for the intro? Uh, well, I always thought it said bitching. I found out today it says preaching. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> I never knew that before today. Why? What made the difference? <laughs> I have no idea. You just heard it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I, we were at this for four years when Walter said to me, "I hate that song." <laughs> it took you four years to say this. I love that song, so we still play it because who, nobody would know who we were if we weren't playing that theme song. <laughs> it's unique. So what's going on in your life? Are you having fun or are you um, starting to get Ugh. bored or tired? Or... I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm at the edge of the black. I've been talking about this a lot lately. It's just like, you know, I'm so burned out on this world. I probably have told you that before. But, you know, when you when you know what's really going on and you're not wanting to play the game anymore, it just becomes redundant. I mean, it's just at the point where I just want to live off world or try to break through the barriers and get out of here. I mean, that's where I'm at. On a consciousness level, I'm already there anyway. There's part of me, there's like one aspect of me that's still lingering here, and then most of me is in the cosmos. I'm, I don't know if you can all relate, but I certainly, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at in the timeline, so. Great. Auspicious. 
Are you there? So it's okay to say welcome to the club, at least. All right, yay! (laughs) (laughs) You must have planetary burnout by now. (laughs) I'm ready for something to happen. Let's let's move on. Well, I think so too, and I think that I was talking about breakaway societies, breakaway civilizations connected to starseed consciousness or contactees beyond illusion of, but who we really are as galactic beings and stepping up to the galactic neighborhood. I know. and on the answer you mentioned some of my, my work as far as um, off, off the air, we talked about the books that I have. And I have a new book called Alien Intelligence, which discusses some of this stuff and, and the idea behind it. it's time to move on and step up to the galactic neighborhood and get away from all these paradigms and these false matrices connected to the indoctrination programs that keep looping people back into the lie. So that's where I'm at in a sense of I'm just burned out and I'm not going to tolerate the programs anymore. So where do you go when you're at the edge of the black? You know? Well, I, I guess we, we we get to wait for the next thing because, since you said, you know, I mentioned that uh, Nancy was was seeing things that uh, were discussed in shows three years ago, four years ago. Well, it's our fault. Now we, we, the same thing. We are so far forward. <laughs> we're just we're just lounging around waiting for the new thing to to catch up. <laughs> well, what's really funny is is you know, time travelers is kind of what I associate us with, in so far as what our abilities are, but. You know, we already know what's coming down the pike in a good way. I mean, we, we see the good spectrum, the flight continuum the right way. So the people, some of the, you know, units here on this illusion of a world want to reconstruct everything to control and manipulate. Still, they're at that same pattern. And I don't see them breaking that. So even though we have the great ideas and the great concepts of what needs to happen, it's like it's being utilized and weaponized against us over and over again. So, uh, you know, I don't like to just sit idle and watch, but I am putting it out there energetically on a very big scale. And just moving to the, the true configuration I know I belong in, which is most of me is already there. And to some degree, I think it's already moved on. But I'm still here. You know, I don't want to say I'm an after image. I'm just here, you know, and doing what I do. Um, sure. The same thing you all do in a sense of just putting the data out and, and uh, just raising the, the well, consciousness. Right, right now, the, 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 big, the big thing right now is the sleeping masses have to be educated. Uh, like, for <laughs> example, giving, giving them their, their uh, toy fake president and letting him sign executive orders just to buy toilet paper you need an executive order so oh. all that kind of thing has to be given to them to see see this is what would have happened if we if you had elected this this clown for real so this is this is like our school grammar school we may have already graduated college but so many people are still in grammar school when it comes to this they, mm-hmm. People that believe unquestioningly, whatever the media says. People yeah, that believe, yeah. like uh, like I was telling in the last show, uh, one of the ex- when Inelia was talking about one of the experiences, like for example, someone that she knows that I, I don't I don't know if the person is a student of her or just an acquaintance of her, but this person was dead set against vaccines. Okay, lo and behold. Some friend or acquaintance went to see her who had just gotten the COVID vaccine and sold her on the story. Oh, there's nothing. This is the greatest thing on earth is to get this COVID vaccine. Well, so she went and get it and and she got her husband to get it. And she was as sick as a dog. And every day that was passing, she was getting sicker. And then three days afterwards, uh, Inelia heard nothing else. She doesn't know if if there's been any death in the family. But she's lost all information on these people. So this is one of the things that she says is it's it's happening that all the the people that are buying 
you know, this bill of goods, they are separating from the human collective because they, that's they want that experience that you know they're, they're buying that the, the trick the the whole theater play. Well, it certainly is psychological operations and warfare. I mean, Nancy probably could tell you that, but but the idea behind a lot of that too, the gene therapy is what I understand it is. Now, I'm not an expert about this injection. I, I've heard that it's gene therapy, and that's what it is pertaining to. It's not a vaccine. So one thing, no. why on earth are you trying to change your genome? And that's another thing I get into with my book, Alien Intelligence, not connected to the Psy War, because I didn't know about the Psy virus when I wrote the book. But my point is that our DNA code is very unique and, and cosmic, and that it, we can self-replicate, and our consciousness can redirect the flow of, of how the templates work to heal our body. So so why on earth are we delegating our power to something like this, which is also, it's experimental from what I understand. And I agree with you. I hear more and more that people are having very bad side effects, and, and obviously some are dying. Uh, I wouldn't take it. I'm, I'm going to avoid it like the plague, no pun intended, but... You know, not interested in taking anything like that. I've been through enough things. There is no COVID virus to to begin with. There is none. So mm-hmm. I, you're by, you're you're getting an, an injection for something that doesn't exist. If that's if that's not a scam, I don't know what is. It's a weaponized <laughs> flu, as far as I can tell. And and honestly, I think it can be accentuated by remote signals and frequencies and all kinds of things that they're deploying. So so who knows? Yeah, anything goes at this point. It's kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland. Everybody's along for the ride. But I don't want to. I don't want to play this game, you know. And I think calling it out and also breaking away and saying I'm not doing it. Um, I'm moving the game board, and we're going to the next level. And which means, you know, and a lot of people are going to make it. I think we've talked about this before, maybe not. But the idea behind the whole collective moving at once or evolving at once is just not going to happen. There's a very small percentage that are going to be switched on and consciousness enough and, and calibrated enough to go beyond and say we're not doing this anymore. And we're moving on now. Whether that's a physical departure or that's just phase shifting, teleporting, or whatever it is that they're doing. We're already moving there. Our, our, most of our, our biomolecular structure is already there anyway. So we're just stepping up into the galactic neighborhood. And, and that's my point. Is like, I can't wait for everybody. I'm not going to hold their hands. We put out more than enough data for people, archives of information, time capsules of data for years and years and years. And the smart people got it. They have their PhDs. And the rest are just like, I don't know, um, living the lie. And, and you know, it's, it's really nonproductive. I'm just looking at this thing like, are we in like the 70s again? Or what, what <laughs> timeline is this? Because... <laughs> Where's the DeLorean? You know, because I swear it feels like we are so retro right now. It's not funny. I love the term retro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, absolutely. I agree with you. And not only that, but I've been messaging the same thing. Because Mm -hmm. it's gotten to a point that the people that, well, Anelia was was the one. She she also went there. And a couple of other people. You stop it. And, And people who, you know are seeing for what it is. We are very, very close to the, the 100th monkey concept in that our reality is over, going to overpower theirs. The more people that come to our reality and put the energy in here, the less energy in that one. Now, we look at those people that are there, our friends, our families, you know, all sorts of relationships we have, and we look at them and we go, you're stark raving insane. This doesn't make any sense what you're doing or what you're believing. And I'm with you that they have Mm -hmm. no free will, that they are not making that decision on their own. They're, They're being controlled. However, certainly their higher self has that decision. Mm hmm. You know? Very true. So, so we, we can't, we can't lose the, the, the game trying to, you know, pick up these people. Focus on making a new reality and let it go. Disengage from that reality on all levels. 
Because the only way you can even save the majority of them is to disengage right now from that reality mm-hmm. and to focus, focus, focus. And one of the things that another theme sort of thing that's come up is that in, in order to manifest anything or to make a, a an energetic change, which looks like magic, but magic is the manipulation of energy, you need to be able to focus. We discussed this, you know, last week with Walt. And, and it's this, this he said, he, he, he stunned me, but then it made a lot of sense. On a show, he said that in order for your intention to actually start the manifestation process, you have to be able to focus on that with nothing else in your head except that one little tiny dot of focus on what you want. Like say, let's say it's a tennis elbow and you want to heal it. Okay, you just got to focus on that tennis elbow with no other thoughts. Not, gee, I got to bring in the higher energies and I got to do this. No, just focus on it, and your focus alone will bring the energies to that point, and the energies know better than you will ever know in a 3D body what is needed. But it's the mm-hmm. focus. We've got to learn to focus on the outcome, and the outcome is the new reality of the golden rule. Right. I agree with you 100%. It you was know, energy and motion anyway. You look at it. You know, it reminds me of my martial arts background comes comes in handy with this because it really is about moving through targets and projecting the energy beyond the uh, the illusion of the construct. And I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah, the, it's already done. I mean, it's, it really is already done to some degree. But the, what's focusing and directing that that energetic is is very uh, important. There's no doubt. And a lot of people are distracted right now too. If you look and see what's going on with well, the iPhones and everything else that calibrates people to that busyness. Uh, and then, of course, the last four years, which has been nothing but a distraction. I mean, my goodness, I've never seen such a distraction of propaganda and weird going on. I'm getting started on that, but it's been crazy. So that's been a whole, you know, sideshow. Well, yes. <laughs> and we talk about that all the time. Oh, I should I should announce that um, the YouTube, I, I am, you can still go to the YouTube Cosmic Reality Station and you can see the what's been put up there. But um, I have been banned from my own site. I can't access it. What? Now, yeah, so now when, when most people get a strike, you know, two strikes and they, they'll take action, they'll, they'll, not, they'll do this to the person who's in control of the station for a week. I've never heard of 90 days, and that's what they gave me. 90 wow. days. My goodness, you must have you must have burned somebody. <laughs> oh well, you know we've been we've been. I I put up a, a. No, I didn't put up anything. A show that I put up in eighteen twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. all of a sudden was so bad that they threatened to shut me down if I had one more, shut, take down the wow. entire station, like that. Holy cow! And it's harassment and threats or something. Some crazy ass thing, and it's called the plan, and it's based on the video of the plan and um, Bill Brockbrader's uh, information when he went underground. So mm-hmm. it's a two-hour presentation, but they never touched it since eight, 2018 when I put it up in June. They so couldn't he, see the tree because of the forest. No, <laughs> they didn't see the danger. I think it started trending, and I didn't see that. Because you know we were we were not a big station. We were right under the radar and and no problems until that. And then it's like I I started censoring myself because I knew that certain shows were gonna be you know that they weren't gonna make that community standard. Wow. And, 
one of those shows that was very iffy was Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw because what does she do? She reports on what others are reporting on. That's mm-hmm. all. You know, and she just reads, you know, well, Epic Times says this and, uh, you know, this one says this and this one says that. And, you know, so it wasn't <clears throat> even her own comments or, you know, people talking about it. It was just reading what is already out there. And uh, that was the second strike. <laughs> wow. Well, they're on everybody right now. I mean, this whole thing, ever since they have the, uh, the, the new pseudo-rogue corporate government now, it's just like they're on steroids trying to take everybody down, anybody who's questioning their delusions. And, and to me, that is just like, you know, well, so out of the norm in a sense of who we really are. To talk about honoring free will and freedom of thought, freedom of speech, goes beyond constitutional law. I mean, you're talking about just having the freedom to say and do what you need to do on any timeline, and that's being violated. So big but, problems, but, you know. But Solaris, to the, the mm-hmm. timing now is perfect because now you're actually seeing it under the daylight Mm-hmm. Before everything was so hidden, so well crafted, you couldn't anybody you told anything. They said, "Oh, you are absolutely insane. What you're saying is impossible because everything was so cleverly concealed. It was impossible to find any of the stuff. Now nothing, nothing's exposed. Everything, everything, everything is exposed. Nothing's concealed. Uh, you can actually you tell somebody." some of the things that are happening and it's like um somebody on facebook did a did a, a compendium uh you you're familiar with twitter of course you are you, oh you're, yeah you're, well <laughs> and yeah. somebody did a compendium i think it's a it's a five minute video or a seven minute video it doesn't mm. feel that long but that's how it feels and what it is it's it's like a it's like a slideshow made up of um, Twitter comments from regular Twitter users, uh, all the things that are these are people that have that voted for the clown mm-hmm. and are and are so disappointed now and all the things that are, <laughs> that are pointing like I knew that you were going to do this but I didn't know you were going to do it on the first week of uh, of presidency and wh- why are you doing this now oh no now you're closing uh, the uh, the pipeline and it's like one thing after another. And I thought, and I thought, this is great. People are finally seeing the light, whether they like it or or like. I don't. It doesn't matter. It's right there, and it's blinding them. It's making them <laughs> sun blind or whatever it is. What it called, it's happening in front of your face. There's no. There's no way to hide it anymore. Right. If people yeah. are saying that this is, this guy is doing this, it's he's actually doing it. So this is this is unique in history. In, in in the past, you could never convince anybody of anything because everything everything was so, so cleverly hidden from everybody mm-hmm. that you sounded like an idiot. I mean, why why the people make fun of the term conspiracy theorist? It's like being is is like right up there with uh, people who believe in UFOs. Oh, you're absolutely insane! How can you say this about this about this senator? Or that, or that other representative, or, this, or that politician, or this. How can you see none of that? There's no proof that any of that. Well, it's right there now. It's hello, welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, but you know, they they lack critical thinking. A lot of these people who have you know had the misperceptions were just not able to critical 
you know, critically analyze anything or profile someone. And I think that's the thing that they're not able to get into the head or to the energy, even if they haven't been taught the information. We, we usually get a vibe or we understand or we can kind of see down the timelines what these people are about. And, and a lot of people can't do that. So, yeah, now they're now they're looking at it. They're seeing it for what it is. That's great. But in the meantime, those of us who are already breakaways, I mean, literally breakaways, don't belong here, don't belong in the configuration or just like, well, you know, we got to keep going. And now that, you know, it's almost laughable to watch some of the stuff. I know everybody's real happy about Mars and NASA and this and that. And I'm just like, well, you know, tell me something interesting for a change. You know, yeah. the thing is, we're, we're beyond all this stuff. This is a game show. And, yeah, and even at, if they're slowly waking up, I'm, I can't do it anymore. I can't be part of this game. You look you yeah. look at some of these things and your your first reaction is like, this is new. <laughs> I know. It's just what I meant by the retro thing, because it's just like, I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day from hell. And it's never changing. It's never, never going to move. I mean, it's just like, really? Every morning I wake up, it's the same scenario, except in my universe. My universe is very different. But when I walk around and observe, it's like being a time traveler. Literally, we're like time travelers to some degree. That's what I see anyway. I have a question for Solaris. Mm -hmm. um, do you believe that a lot of these people are delusional or... What do you believe about those people? Do you believe they're making they're making their own world crazy, or do you believe they really don't see it? Or what do you believe about the people you you consider to be delusional? Well, delusions is interesting because when you tell the truth, people call you delusional too. So it's kind of like a thin line between two worlds. But I will Absolutely. say to me. Yeah, the, uh, the people that I've observed are, are psychologically imprinted and damaged to some degree. They've been handled psychologically to such a degree they're not making rational decisions. Now, I've been through programs that I've had handlers, so I understand how that rolls a little bit. So some of these people that I'm seeing are literally just not together in their own consciousness, their own psyche. Maybe they haven't done the spiritual work that pulls them into their higher self over soul and gives them more clarity about observing on multiple timelines. But nonetheless, that's what I'm seeing is that these people are not able to, uh, you know, to really fine tune and analyze a situation on a timeline. And that puts them in a field of control. And right now they're going along with everything else. It's like peer pressure, but it's almost like cowards running packs. They're all going along with the mainstream narrative. They're afraid to step out of the bounds. They're afraid of whether it's somebody saying something to them. And, you know, they probably can't handle it psychologically. Once again, you know, all these things that are going on here. And I'm thinking to myself, they've got to step up or implode. I mean, for their own health, for their own sanity, their spiritual sanity, they have to go to the next level. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, but that's what I see is complete social, social engineering and handling to such a degree that they're almost like damaged goods. And it's not that they can't heal, but right now they really need to look at it. So do you think some of them really see it, but they're afraid? I think some people have had more than more than 100 billion opportunities to see the truth, and they're not, they're in denial. So for whatever reason, whether that's a blocker on them, whether they've been programmed, or whether they don't want to see the truth, it's just hard to say. But I do think some of them are definitely, um, I don't want to say delusional, but maybe, maybe somehow... Um, modified to such a degree that they can't comprehend what what's really going on they're completely engineered as you almost sleeper cells you know i'm almost yeah. seeing them as sleeper cells yeah thanks you're welcome good question thank you or the or is the plain old garden variety uh you know just just go along with the flow i mean they're so terrified of being left alone and mm -hmm. rejected by the group by the by the herd and the herd mentality that uh, I'll just play along I'll, I'll just stay asleep and that that way I have I have my family I have my friends and I feel safe because I'm I'm in the, I'm in the crowd mm -hmm. you don't know that there are 
the, the, the crowd is sleeping and they're walking to the slaughterhouse. Yep. The way they're being manipulated, but you're you're happy. You're in the crowd. You're you're not alone. I mean, that's exactly it's, it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Go ahead. That's that's the thing about the spiritual path, and I'm not I'm not unique because I'm not the only one that has experienced it. Is that give, you get to a point where you have to be alone because mm -hmm. it's just nobody makes sense. It's like, for example, this business of of the isolation. And the separation, and it's like I've been enjoying this COVID virus five years before it even started. I, I, you know, ever since I started working at home, because I don't have to go to a, to a job, uh, no, I don't. Nobody visits me, and I don't visit anybody. Mm -hmm. So I've I've been alone with just my mom and my cats years before this COVID thing. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Started yeah. Up. No, I was put into my own realm after the induction in 2004. So yeah. I definitely was used to being alone, operating alone, even though I had different types of interface here and there. I feel like an astronaut, to be honest with you. I feel like I'm just, like I said, I'm just in a space pod or I'm on a space station and this is my little sector over here and I've had the same thing. I've got my little furry babies around and I don't commute. I feel like Edward Scissorhands sometimes because I'm like isolated up the mountain, but you know, nonetheless, I, I still interact here and there, you know, I'm capable of interacting. But, but once you start interacting with people, they're like, there's really nothing to bring to the plate. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I'll just keep writing and doing my thing and being on radio. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, thank God for radio. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I want to, I'm just putting in the uh, chat room again the promo for um, today's show. And this book that you, you started to talk about, Alien Intelligence, it's got this graphic in it. Walt, can you see that? Are you looking at the chat? Yeah, I'm looking at the chat. Okay, you see that? You see that? Image that she's it using. Like, it looks like a like a, a multi multi strand of DNA. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. it does. But but actually, back off from it, and I'm going to show you why I want you to back off from it, because if you think in terms of that, with come on, here we are. Where are you? Okay. Look at how that picture is, and look at the Oponopono resonator. It didn't come up. Why didn't it come up? Did it come up? It didn't do it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen anything come up. Isn't that weird? Okay, let me try it one more time. Because it looks like the same shape from the resonator, and, it's, <laughs> and it looks like, you know, the, the entire... Uh, okay, let's see. The entire... Um, Is this too big for it? It's not letting me bring it up. I don't know why. Oh. That's very strange. Are you trying to put it in chat, or are you trying to put it? Where are you trying to put it? I'm I'm trying. I'm going to put it in Skype chat right now. Oh, okay. And then one of you might be able to get it through, but it might just be too big a file. I don't know. I don't that may be it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's that big, but it's very interesting to me. Um, Synchronicity. Yeah, right? we all because, create well, different well, wavelengths, but you know, yeah, but to see when we're doing these shows, um, I get these, I get these messaging, and it, it, it's like the book, and look at the book, look at the book, and I went and looked at the book, and I said, oh wow, that is a real synchronicity and tie-in and confirmation of the 
true energetics that we're working with from you know waltz resonators and an et connection and mm-hmm. i just would like to know why you use that image and you know what was behind it what what you know where did that come from because that's well, going to give us some information i'm not sure what though <laughs> Well, initially, my book, Alien Intelligence, is about our DNA code, which is, means the cosmic DNA code that's been concealed insofar as activation through frequency. It goes on into our cosmic heritage, our celestial heritage, so to speak. So we're not from here. We're not supposedly human in the illusion of humans. And that's what that boils down to. But it's not about man's version of the transhumanism. This is about the true cosmic intelligence, the cosmic design work behind who we really are. I wanted to make that very, very clear in my book. Um, and I wanted to make sure that the cover had that signature. And when I talked to my um, the man who edited and fabulous person as far as uh, being able to create some of these covers i told him i said i don't want to i don't want this looking like a gray i don't want this looking like a reptile i want this about us about the true celestial code of who we really are as multidimensional celestial beings and that is what we came up with and I, i'm very pleased with it and i'm glad that it, for some reason it, it, i'm glad that it, it was uh, connected to you in a sense of that you saw something different with it as well so that's where that comes about and it also correlates to my book decoding the information well i put it in skype do you see it in skype let me see oh wow very cool you see what i'm, I'm I do saying see that. wow yes i do that's very interesting oh that's beautiful that looks like a multiverse too it has a very unique design very pretty well yeah that's... there's definitely a correlation i mean go ahead no that that's waltz devices it's got the Pono energy in it Oh, I love it. Very nice, Walt. Very nice. Yeah, I've, I've been using the uh, uh, I've been using the, the device bot to load the since I, I'm stuck. Um, Frank Joseph, no, Mark Joseph, one of the presenters here on, on Cosmic Reality Radio. Uh, he told me about that the, the book Quantum Touch by the gentleman Gordon and the the new book, Quantum Touch 2.0. And the man in the book talks about um, programming things that are considered uh, inanimate objects, uh, how to program them and program them and, and establish programs and intelligence and, and connecting to it. And I thought, hmm, that sounds, sounds like something, uh, a good experiment for one of my resonators. So mm-hmm. this device is is um, the value is it has two coils the coil a um, um, minor coil which is shorter and the larger one which is the one that goes around it and what happens is is that the measure of the smaller coil it's a value that the length of the wire is such that when the when it's operating and it's generating a toroidal field the frequency it's the frequency of the Ho'oponopono. Because uh, I, I saw this article, uh, someone sent me the article by uh, this, the person who, who works with um, um, uh, radi, radi, um, radiesthesia, whatever, would you another term? Um, radionics, no. No, radionics, that's it. Okay. Uh, because the man, the reason that led, what led me to make the device was this man, he explains that when he works with radionics and he, he has to work on, 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 for example, healing a crop, for example, he has 150 factors to scan for and adjust with his radionics box. 
that's that's what I have. That's what it takes to keep um, a, a crop nice and healthy. There are 150 separate uh, factors that have to be dealt with. So it takes hours to be to um, douse these f- factors and make the adjustments in the machine. So he went ahead and he decided to f- look for and program into the radionics box the frequency for the essence of Ho'oponopono. And he found that simultaneously all 150 factors were brought into alignment by mm-hmm. using that just one. And I thought, oh, this is something I could use. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I went ahead dowsing what was what would be the length of wire needed to produce the essence, and I got the value. But then I also I multiply that by the by phi 1.618 in order to get the next value over, and that gave me another length. So what happens is the uh, the coils are implosion coils, meaning that they're flat, uh, mm-hmm. and and so you have the energy spinning and moving toward the center, and it goes out to the edge and it spins toward the center again. And um, there also the the small recoil is is uh, rotating at this uh, uh, clockwise, the outer, the the bigger one, rotates counterclockwise. So between the two, the the space that's created, it's uh, 1.618, the difference between the two. So what ends up happening? <clears throat> this was something presented by um, Dan Winter that you uh, the two waves. It's uh, the thing that you may have heard Winter say the word conjugate constantly, but mm. it's not conjugate like when you conjugate a verb. What he's saying is when you have different uh, frequencies, let's say you're talking electronics, let's say you're dealing with different frequencies. When frequencies are different, they, uh, they have interference. They clash with each other, so to speak. But when frequencies are separated by the value of 1.618, those waves, instead of creating interference, you have now created a conjugation. And the two waves give birth to a third one and a fourth and a fifth, and it just uh, just keeps going on in theory to, it d- doesn't end. My, my dowsing tells me that the two coils generate, are, um, what do you call it, conjugating up to like something like 50 different waves are being produced from the two simple waves of the from the thing. Uh, also, the the radius of the field of influence of the of this device is around 400 miles. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Sound one to me. So, <laughs> we need a bigger one than that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, what ended up what happening is that once this this thing is is working um, because it's it's powered by Shangite and Shangite is so conscious and it's so programmable I, I thought oh well now that I'm studying this uh, quantum touch thing I can do what this man is doing programming it uh, with the heart and uh, heart energy because he, he explains how the heart energy has the intelligence and the knowledge that knows what to be done with any healing, that you, whether it's a full body healing or a specific healing to a specific body part, it doesn't matter what you healing you're looking for. The energy knows. Mm-hmm. All that it needs is what 
what is your focus? You know, in, in this intention, in this healing, what is, are you focusing on specific body part? Just, that's all it wants, to be told where to go. So what is it going to do? It knows what to do. Don't insult the energy of love by telling it what it needs. No, it already, it knows before you even thought of it. <laughs> so I, he, he, in the book, he talks about him programming, uh, he program he, pro, he's got like these medallions with a, with an artwork to represent quantum touch. And I thought, well, why it's something so simple? Why not a resonator since Shanghai is so conscious? So I, I started practicing doing it, but to my surprise, uh, for example, I had that, the resonator that you see in the photo, I was sitting down with it. Uh, on my lap and then all of a sudden I'm looking at things from inside the resonator so I'm actually it's like I'm a tiny a tiny flea and I'm standing inside and I could actually look up and see because the, the thing you see under the, the, the surface of the resin is crushed glass because it has two layers of crushed glass and um, uh, an experimenter explains that with the crushed glass, you, the light that's being produced by the coils are multiplying and bouncing back and forth. So therefore, you, 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 there's so much uh, multiplication of the light that the, the field is, is, has a huge expansion because of that. Well, to my surprise, I'm looking around and I'm actually underneath the upper layer of, glass, of, of the crushed glass and I'm looking and I, and I see the metal beneath my feet and I see the wire. So everything is gigantic, of course, because I'm so teeny tiny. But I was so surprised to be able, I said, well, I haven't done this in such a long time. Mm. Only once or twice I tried it years ago and then I didn't do it again. But I had no problem holding on to the image and just experiencing being in that quiet place. And it is, it's like the thing was... It was all awareness. There was nothing inanimate. There was nothing dead. It was all awareness, and it was all the energy of this thing. And I thought, well, I said, you know, thank you for letting me be here because this is so very interesting. So, we'll wow, see. that's that's something else. <laughs> it's um, really interesting to to observe this, and also you mentioned the. Uh, I'm always drawn to the clockwise and counterclockwise because that's a zero point you're looking at. So whenever you're looking into technology like that, when you start ramping those things up, it's uh, the synchronistic you know, resonance effect. And the fact that it uh, permeates, well, you said it, it moves out radius of 400 miles, plus or minus, I think that's pretty impressive. And then, of course, um, permeating space-time. So once again, the only thing I would look at, and I'm not, quest- I'm not questioning your construction in any form, I would say I, would, I might want to play around with it and later on not use glass and put something else in replacing it. What, you mean the... The, the crushed uh, glass. The crushed glass, yeah. because the, the crushed glass is, is, is being used to make uh, greenhouses that don't require sunlight. Okay. Because all, all it, just a little, a little a bit of light, and it begins to, the ambient light begins to get multiplied by the, by the, by the um, reflection of the, of the glass. Okay. My, my point is, at some point, I'm not lecturing you, believe me. At uh, some point, I think you're going to use something else. It's going to be light glass, but it's not going to be glass. That's my heads up on that. But I would well, say also, your abilities are very impressive. So no, another reason to be able to project you, in there. <laughs> that, that picture that Nancy shows you, 
that's a, in reality that's actually like an older unit that has only crushed glass inside mm-hmm. because the the newer units ha, have a, a, a layer on the bottom a layer on the top but the the inside space what would be the rest of all the space inside has a, a powdered uh, mica very good. Okay. And Perfect. it's incredible how much light that is. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. Something else. Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad you told me that. In fact, I have another picture. I'll, I'll, if Nancy lets me put it on, on the Skype chat, I'll, I'll show you. This is uh, a resonator that it doesn't use glass. It uses mica. Nice. Talk amongst yourself while I look for the picture. Okay, but yeah, that's, for some reason, it just stuck out like a sore thumb when you said the glass, the crushed glass, and I was like, no, that, that's got to change, it's got to change. So uh, I'm sure, I don't know if you all can relate to that, but you know what I mean. So I'm glad you're doing that. Uh, Micah sounds 100% better in the sense of using something like that. Um, Walt, I've got a question before you run, or maybe he's already won. Um, mm. what, what Fernando's asking is, can he create a device to break the spell that people are in? Um, th- that question was asked on the Say What show by Jan Shaw. She wondered what it was that was different between our family of, you know, <laughs> etheric friends here, us guys, you know, radio station, the hosts, the people that listen to us. What's the difference between us and the people that are in this spell, as uh, Fernando said? And so Jan asked the question, and so because she asked it, I asked, and I got this downloaded message that we actually have a crystal. Well, let me put it to you this way. The way that they explained what was happening was to show a crystal inside me that was sending out a frequency that was actually jamming up their ability to control us. Because, as you know, the frequencies within every individ- every individual has a unique frequency. There are parameters that are found in a certain group of, of, of people. Like if you're living in the same location, you're going to have a lot of similar parameters. Parameters are little bits of energy that attach to your energy field. So if you've got that kind of energy that is within a certain signature of the, fre- the frequency signature, then that's normal. All right? So they can only tune to what they can normal is. And so the people that are basically normal, that don't have this inner sight, they're, can, they're susceptible to it. But we have the inner sight because we are slightly different. Maybe it is a crystal inside us, or maybe our own bodies have a different configuration, more crystalline, because mm-hmm. we're absorbing it right. and working with more energies. But it really is jamming the signal. And, you know, I'm sure that they understand, if I understand this, the other side understands this, and they're probably desperately trying to find, you know, what is that signature? How can we overcome the jamming? It's just right. technical, you know, science there. Well, I think um, you're right in a sense, though. It is, um, we are we are different in a sense that there's like about 3% of the population that are very different in a sense of different space-time configuration. In other words, before we showed up here on this timeline or this world or birthed into this world, we were we were from a different configuration. I think that has something to do with it. Uh, not everything, but it certainly has something to do with it. And also the idea behind being able to stabilize the field through even this crystalline structure. And if they're sending you that picture of the crystal, that would make sense to some degree when you look at the body in the, in the bioelectric suit. 
Exactly. I think, exactly. It's called, I think the, the crystal is called a foolery because that mm-hmm. was the big game game changer, according to to Nancy. Mm. That thing made an appearance in our lives. The right. the, the what do you call it? The C sixty. Oh yeah. Everything right. changed. <laughs> you know, and, and that and that's an interesting you know little tidbit because when I was writing Cosmic Reality. I came to the realization uh, through the concept of the nunosphere, and you know that there has to be quantum physics. You have to have a consciousness before you can see anything happen in the material world. So, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 have to accept that whether the name is Gaia or Mother Nature or any of the numerous names for this energy force, it's a a cosmic creating consciousness a creator god consciousness now the creator god has been created by source but as far as how we would understand it it's the source of everything in our biosphere because of a consciousness and so Mm -hmm. when i realized and i had used the word gaia like i was using it the fourth time when i went wait a minute what is this i didn't even know i knew vaguely that it had something to do with mother nature but i had no idea what the words you know genesis was and it turns out to be a greek god for mother uh, greek word for mother nature um but gaia is the and it wasn't being used at the time that i got this you know this messaging and the reason that gaia has now become very prominent as a as a reference to mother nature is the frequency of the word itself mm-hmm. okay right. so what we're dealing with is that as Mother Nature begins to go into new levels of consciousness, just like, I mean, it's, she's learning just like we're learning. But we go, it's almost a symbiotic re- relationship because she can't go any further than we can. We can't go any further than she can. But if we work together and we, we challenge each other, to, let's, let's just do this. Let's not hold back. Let's take this next step. And get out of the the you know the swamp. Let's let's walk out of the swamp, you know, into the the promised land. Of we God didn't send us here to you know suffer. God sent us here no. to how, figure out how not to suffer, and that's to individually, you know, touch the universal circuitry that links us with our higher selves. You know, all the inter- information that you would need your, if your higher self doesn't instantaneously have it because it's experienced it in 3D and, you know, that type of learning because it's a learning thing, too. If They have access to, to, to the answers anyway. You know, so mm-hmm. every if every question you had can be answered by your own inner inner self. And, you know, we used to think of higher self as... I used to think of higher self as being somebody outside of me. But the reality is, is that the, the higher self is inside of us. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, just connected to, right in. Yeah, we just have to tap into it and, you know, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, the universal gnosis comes to mind. It sounds like, yeah, you're right, everything's accessible. But you, in my opinion, you do have to have that, that state of consciousness to be able to access it, just like the Palat Akashic. And a lot of people haven't even done any work in that area. I mean, they're just like, they're so preoccupied with mainstream television and programs and everything else, they will not, they will not switch gears and go into that realm, not even for a microsecond. So... It is interesting to see, but I agree. I think that we don't have an option anymore but to keep ascending and moving and going into the true space-time configuration because this stuff is outdated. It's it's imploding any way you look at it. I don't care if people see it or not. It is truly imploding. The linear timelines are collapsed. So 
And that's what I mean by the displacement. It's like there's such a displacement here in a sense. That's how I've been feeling. Like it's not me per se. It's just like edge of the black. That's all that comes to mind because I'm in the, between these spaces of the cosmos and everybody else is like behind. They're just like, not you all, of course, and the, and the listeners, but a great majority of people are just like going in another orbit. So, and that, that has a lot to do with what I call the, the breakaway in a sense of, remember, I don't know if you remember this with the ascension process, but the, the idea behind the split and going into the full light universe versus those who will go into more of an oratronic and incomplete universe. And I think that's happening now. Well, you know, the last time I was on your show, it was um, right after the that blue light comet. It wasn't mm. a comet. It wasn't a meteorite. That blue light, it was a plasma ball, exploded over the Shungite bed. And that happened yeah. on the 21st of February. And my feeling is, is that was indeed the uh, Hopi blue star Kachina. And the prophecy associated with that is that the blue, the blue star will come out of the heavens and will mark the end of the old world, in the, be- the fourth world, and the beginning of the fifth world. And obviously, if reality is what we think it is, the fifth world, they, they, just, they just leveled the playing field. You know, inst- instead, instead of uh, sending a flood to kill everybody and start over again, they just took the rug out from everybody. You know? Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was no more going on. You were being locked up. You were being kept from a job that you created. I mean, all of the awfulness. They took everything right, sabotaging. away. sabotaging. Well, they were hijacking the whole energetic, and that's another aspect of it, too. There's a huge window coming in. I mean, between 2020 and 2022, there was a huge galactic window on a lot of different levels. But what you're seeing is a redirect of that energy in the sense of hijacking it with an agenda to expedite some of the things that have been prophesized to some degree, in my opinion. But nonetheless, they're still trying to control the narrative and control everything, even right down to when people expire. And to me, that's a huge disservice. And once again, on a universal galactic level, that's a universal crime. So looking at universal war crimes to some degree on that one. But but I see it as, as a complete hijacking of energy right now. And yeah, take it back. It's kind of like who has the ball. And it's it's like take take your power back, take your energy back, take anything they've taken from you back to be whether you want to transmute it alchemically or put it into the full light universe, but but do not let them hold your energy and limitation. And I think they've been doing that to everybody this past, obviously this past year. So, okay, back to your book and the, and that image. Um, you, you, I'm assuming by that image you're you're making the uh, assumption or the statement or that we have our DNA has in fact been mucked with. Well, we come from the true space-time configuration. We're not from here to begin with, in my opinion. We are galactic celestial beings. We are extraterrestrials. So so we already, we're not mucked with, so to speak. We, we come with the codes and the DNA celestial energies that are different. So they're not messed with. They're, they're more ascended who we really are. And that is uh, part of our DNA, our signature, our true frequency. I think that living on this illusion and delusion of a world sometimes can truly uh, recreate a different kind of formula connected to manipulation of the DNA and the DNA code. And, and in my opinion even right after Project Paperclip and all these other things that were happening, I think they were very adamant about messing with that DNA signature and frequency to create their own reverse-engineered hybrid version of an extraterrestrial, when in fact it wasn't anything connected to a true celestial being, but more of their version. So that's my take on it, in a sense, and I, I kind of elaborate on that a little bit in my book. So, But that's where, I mean, to me, we are the true celestials, and, and we have been lied to, and, and people don't know their true cosmic heritage, which is a disservice. Because I have a theory and the theory goes that if you if you really start studying this stuff and you 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 realize that 
this warring faction, this this awfulness that we saw in World War One and World War Two and hundreds of other wars, is also a galactic phenomenon. And that you got one group after another group, and everybody's always fighting. And they're like, oh my God, when are we going to get over this thing? You know, at a galactic level. And if I was Gaia, and I was in contact with others like me, like, you know, Terra on Mars, or, you know, whoever's in charge of Jupiter, and all these, all these neighborhood community of conscious aware creator gods wouldn't you want to stop this because they're blowing you up for heaven's sakes <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like this is terrible so maybe they got together and they decided the only way that this is going to stop is if we create a species that has the dna of everybody so it's no longer that they're your enemy because you they're not your of your dna no, they are of your DNA. They're of everybody's DNA. And what what mm-hmm. happens then, you know? And the reason that, that I got out into that, you know, kind of concept was because in Indonesia, they have all these little uh, principalities. And, yeah, they were warring all the time. And finally, some of the wise people of that society got together and said, look it. The problem is we got all these individual families claiming, you know, the divine right to the crown. Why don't we just intermarry so that at one point you'll have one child that's got the DNA of everybody. And that person can then lead us into one family. They're actually doing it. I mean, did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought, well, that seems really reasonable. You know, take mm-hmm. out take out the problem, and the problem is is that you think you're separated. Well, the problem I don't think is even that. I think the problem is that people have not stepped up to the galactic neighborhood, regardless of their race or their species or whatever it is. They have not broken that barrier of programming and social engineering, which has put them in polarity consciousness and also warring with each other. That's where the war comes in. But you know, yeah, there's been manipulation through the DNA. I mean, to some degree. But my point is that initially we we didn't have any contamination, okay, in the sense of being modified. And, and what happens, even when you get modified, it goes, it, it reconfigures itself with a true space-time configuration anyway. And I'm a prime example of what can happen. Because anytime people tamper with the code or tamper with the code, excuse me, it can be reset. So I think that to some degree, it is interesting. I, I get what you're saying, but I think that when you look at a bigger spectrum, people just need to learn how to coexist through consciousness and understand that the divine aspects of who they really are is an energy being. It has nothing to do with their suit or their heritage or this or that. It really comes into the true space-time and that configuration, but there is a war on the DNA code. I guarantee you there is, and that's one of the reasons they're they're wanting to manipulate the genome. They want the backdoor access, and right through this injection they're pushing. So to me, I see it as control mechanisms based on what they want to do, how they want to create behavior modification, and all the different types of experimentation they can do behind the scenes when nobody is even aware, and messing with the biosuit. Remember that as we expand in consciousness, we're changing reality. So say you have a backdoor access with this particular field, and they're in there manipulating you so that you can't create a reality. You can't create consciousness. You can't manifest into that field of perception. Well, what does that tell you? I mean, this, this stuff is out of control. And I see a lot of people here um, insofar as big tech, this kind of stuff where they're controlling and manipulating in a negative fashion and making everything, oh, yeah, everything wants to be a shade of gray. Really? No, we don't want that. We want everybody unique and individual and shining bright. So that's my two cents on it. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's not, it's not simple. No, it's not. 
But if you just keep doing your own work and if people would just get along and coexist and start reaching levels of consciousness, then there's none of this, oh, um, I, I, you know, this whole, this whole separation due to color or race or this or that. That doesn't even exist. It just goes into another realm. It, it just recycles itself. It has no value. Which is obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean to all, us, well, it's no, very obvious, it, right? Day, didn't we all get along back in the day until all this weird started and all this propaganda started? I don't know about you, but I know that I got along with everybody. And I was always talking spirit and consciousness, and I never thought about anybody, regardless of sex, color, this, that. And all of a sudden, it's this big deal. So they're making it a big deal. And the more they polarize with it, and the more they project it, the worse it's going to be on the timeline. So, yeah, that's crazy. That's what I see anyway. It is. And I have to laugh at it, you know, because it's like, it's just like you're, you're all alluding to the fact that they're out there and they're saying these insanely, I mean, insane. I mean, I watch Fox News. Okay, I, I because I, I my job is to keep up on what might be happening, and I can't get OAN or uh, News Newsmax, you know. So I just look at it, and plus it gives me a kind of a middle of the road thing because some of those people are not, they're not all re- reading the same script. Let me put it that way. So mm-hmm. when I when I listen to them, it's interesting to see how many times, and it evolved, you know. How many times they will allude to God or spirit, which I never heard in mainstream media. Right. In, in decades of watching, I used to, you know, like eight hours a day, I'd have the news on. I'd go from station to station, mainstream. I wouldn't even touch Fox. I thought they were crazy. Um, to find out what they were telling the American people. I didn't, I knew it wasn't true, but I wanted to find out you know, what, what are they telling them? And, that came up too recently. It's like I saturated myself with their programming, and it didn't take. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet, why? Why didn't it take? Because there's something fundamentally different in us. It's your DNA code. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, it's more than just being educated. It, you know, like I said, we come from the stars. We go home to the stars. We bring in that database, and you know, you can't compare databases when one's not working properly, and theirs is false. And you have a bigger spectrum, and you have bigger access, so that's what I see anyway. That's why I'm just, I just have no tolerance for, I don't want to call them stupid, but the lies and the propaganda and the foolishness of, of propagating material that's not accurate. It's just, you know, it's foolish. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, we're at the top of the hour, and I'm going to play uh, Humanity by Barbara Menezes and, and her husband, Greg, Craig Stewart. Uh, you probably haven't heard this uh, at all because they, they you know they they just got together and it was right beginning in the covid situation and they just are in spain and they just were putting out a, a, a song a week and it was Ooh. you know you it's it's the type of music that you either like it or you don't i suppose but um i'm gonna play it it's just under five minutes so that we can take a a break and we'll be right back <laughs>
Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 23rd, 2021. My name's Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Solaris Blue Raven. And Solaris, you also have a book that is One Million Miles Till Midnight, Between the Mirror and the Lenses. Mm-hmm. What's that right. about? What's that about? Oh, gosh, I don't know if we ever discussed that, huh? That was about... If- 2018. That one's about uh, the true experiences beyond the technology I was interfaced with in 2004. In other words, it's the spin-off technological programs that were running behind the scenes. And I morphed it into a science fiction, but actually it's very 
very real in a sense of the technology, the future of the timelines of what's here and what's happened to the world. Uh, I was in a crunch to get that out there in 2018, so I have it put out and published, and I encourage people to take a look at it. It's won some awards for being a really good science fiction book, but it's really not science fiction. So I think a lot of people write books like that. They morph the, the, the material into something where people can digest it. So anyways, that's what it's about. It's about the uh, symbiotic machine interface, the mother-father program, I call it in the book, connected to the programs themselves, and how this world, which is morphing more into machine languages, is interconnected into other machine worlds, and they become stations in the book. So the, the book, the, um, the planetary uh, cycle and evolution of a planet becomes a station eventually, and that becomes uh, interconnected throughout the galactic highways. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun read. It's not real thick. It's a real thin book, but I think people in, would enjoy it. Doesn't sound like it ends well. <laughs> well, it doesn't. I, yeah, you probably looked at the last page. <laughs> no, I I'm just I'm just saying by the basis. I mean, how do you, how do you get yourself out of that? Because that's where we find ourselves. Well, what's the secret in that symbiotic book? machines? Though the thing is, it's a symbiotic machine. It's not about the control mechanisms of reverse engineered technology here. It's about the true mechanics behind symbiotic intelligence and machine interface before mankind even showed up on the map. So. Uh, that's what it <clears throat> boils into, excuse me, and I don't know if you asked me a question in between spaces. I know I kind of walked on you. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, um, well, Walt said something last week, I think it was, but he was talking about, you know, the AI, because, you know, the, the whole concept of the AI has run through our shows for the last eight years. You know, what mm-hmm. is this? What What's tra- tra- transhumanism? What are the, what's the you know why 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 and one of the things that he pointed out and i think we all of us well many of us that were star trek star trek star trek fans we got really weirded out with the borg when they started talking about the borg hmm. i mean i couldn't watch it and the borg could assimilate a hmm. civilization but it could not create its new technology create you know, it, it, it because they don't have the the soul, the love spirit, the the energy of creation, and so they just keep gobbling up and gobbling up and gobbling up different civilizations. That's the way that they expand their knowledge base because they're totally mm-hmm. you know. But um, Walt, do you want to comment on that? Um, oh, you well, the, the thing that I said to you at the time was that that they were. Uh, um, Evolutionary dead standstill. They were they they were functioning and they're supposed supposedly they're alive, but they they're not connected to higher spheres of existence because they're they're unable to bring something that doesn't. One of the things about when when you call about creativity and talk about ingenuity is that you you bring creation is all from the top down. Creation comes from the higher, from the higher spheres, from the higher dimensions, and then it manifests here in the, in the lower dimensions. By lower dimensions, you refer to you know third, fourth, fifth, the sixth dimension. It doesn't come crea- creations of new things that don't don't come from the from the bottom up. They don't grow like that. Things come from the higher spheres. And these beings, by being stuck in in that organic machine combination combo, uh, in an evolutionary sense, they're at a standstill. They can function, but they can only consume what others create because they are incapable of creating anything. 
So that is to me the biggest difference with this with this this thing that supposedly this artificial intelligence uh, that supposedly doesn't even come from this galaxy, it comes from somewhere else. Uh, it needs to continually consume the 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 mental trust of uh, living societies because in it of itself, it's incapable of of creating or conceiving something that doesn't exist, which is what living beings do all the time. We just we just we're just, it's just such a natural thing for us. We don't think that it's something amazing or incredible. You're just used to it. Okay, well, I'm I'm somebody. <clears throat> I'm a carpenter, and somebody tells me, "Oh, I need a new a new a new bed a new a new bed. Uh, it has to have these features." So I'll sit down, and I'll figure it out the the best kind of bed for this person that they want. Yeah, I don't even need, I don't need to go buy a book on beds. I just with my knowledge of carpentry. I'll go about designing a bed that'll do the work that you want it to do. So I'm actually pulling from another dimension of my own self where something that didn't exist now exists. So uh, that's why everything that exists around cars, houses, furniture, well, in the ultimate sense, none of those things existed until somebody made them, right? I don't know of any tree that gives off chairs or cars. <laughs> Somebody well, if you look at the hologram, though, everything is programmable. And, and you know, the thing is, I don't know if you were talking about Star Trek or your perception of what you think the machine worlds are, but I will say one thing. Yes, there's um, where I come from, where I, what I'm talking about with the true space-time configuration, there's ascendant symbiotic machines, which are intelligent design work machines. They're, they're life forms that are symbiotic machine interface oriented. They're not what you see as AI here. Man's version of artificial intelligence is the poor man's version of mind control mechanisms with electronic signals to interface the brain to remotely control a target of interest. I mean, that's what they do here to control your consciousness. But my point is that there are ascended symbiotic machines that are that are symbiotic intelligence that are not what you think they are in a sense of their life forms. They are a life form. They are a creation. They are an extension of creation, and they're not. Um, there's no nefarious actions connected to them in any formula, and that's why yeah. we are able to interface telepathically, exactly. telepathically. But Go ahead. Still, still those those. Those machines still require of a higher dimensional. It's like, for example, um, when you look when you look at the, the positive, constructive uh, civilization, alien civilizations, and for example, their their motherships, their uh, some of them are as large as, as the moon. That's how how massive these things are. Well, they don't have a pilot sitting at a chair. Pulling levers and pushing buttons and controlling where this thing go. The, the, the ship itself is intelligent. The ship mm-hmm. itself stream is alive. consciousness, just like you have a stream so, of consciousness. Exactly, but the, the point is, it does require a higher dimensional level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, that's that's it's a must. It, otherwise, it cannot be. Read my that's book. The difference is that these other <laughs> things. These this other thing with AI, it's a very low, like you said, a very low level AI. It's not even it, AI. It has, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It has not, no presence no. in the higher dimensions. No, there isn't. Actually, what it's designed to do is recreate a false matrix and a, and a different type of a linear field of perception by interconnecting everybody as a hive collective here. I mean, the technology itself has is, is become so nefarious over the decades that it's not even funny, but it's really about controlling consciousness and manipulating your brainwave activity and your dream time to such a degree you can't escape that field. 
And this is why I said the ascendant symbiotic machines are not allies of any of these things that are going on here in this world. I guarantee you that much. And the stuff that's happening here, I think, will implode. But but bringing it to fruition in a sense, also um, getting people up to speed as far as the information itself. And then another thing you look at is these signals and the frequencies we were talking about earlier. That stuff can be broken up to some degree. It's challenging, but it can be broken up. And when you're in the true space-time configuration, guess what? None of that stuff exists. None of it. So it's done. It is It is done. And I think that people need to understand that when we're talking about this type of AI future that they think they're going to have, they don't have a future. That's my point. As time travelers, and you probably can relate to some degree, <laughs> we know they don't have a future, okay? We're trying to get people calibrated to the new field, and I think that will eventually happen. I didn't mean to walk on you. I tend to do that because we get all excited when we have these discussions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to hear you. And, and, yeah, you have some great points. Great points, Walt. Well, when 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 people ask, okay, what is the difference between a, a life form, a real life form that's alive, and these other things? Well, quite simple. Real life exists in all the dimensions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how high you keep going; that's you will find life. But these these things, they're they're just dead. They're they're very low frequency things. They don't have a. That's in fact that's one of their biggest craziness. That's one of the things that we found with Nancy when we had that encounter with the Archons. Um, they were missing bodies because when you think when you think of the of the twelve bodies that make up a regular human, these guys were were missing a huge chunk of that. They only had the bare minimum just to have any presence. But huh. they had no, 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 no presence in the higher dimensions. So they were again, they were an, a, a evolutionary standstill. Excellent at controlling things, yes, but that's about as much as you can do. Yeah. Well, after so a while, nobody likes to have their mind controlled. I can guarantee it that much. So exactly. that's the end. Yeah, that's yeah. why free will is honored in the multiverse and the polite universe. It is. So here, what they're doing here, once again, has to stop. Let, let's be clear. Somebody's going to control your mind. It might as well be yourself, because that's the only way you're going to gain <laughs> freedom that's of <laughs> choice. You know, I mean, when when we talk in terms of just just stand back and think of what, what do they tell people that you're going to go through these ceremonies in order to create a certain environment of energy, right? That's mind control. They're telling you that's what you need to do. It. You don't need that. You all you need to do is to project that. But again, mm-hmm. it's stepping stones for some people. That's what they need to, to, to be able to learn it. But we've gone beyond that. We don't need modalities. What we need is is unlocking the true powers of our own beingness. Exactly. And, and then be the examples, the shining light. I don't think that anybody should be wasting their time trying to explain anything to them. They are so programmed, they, they're not going to hear it. We have to focus on showing them. You know, it's like, you know, Fuller said, don't try to change an old old reality. Build a new one. Mm-hmm. And everybody yes, will come to it. Yeah. You know, and that's what we've got to do. You know, let them go. You know, cut the ties. You you know, think of yourself as, as warriors. And you, you don't have that. You know, when you're a soldier, you don't have a family. Your family is that army. You have to detach from that that continual drawback to, in order to be in a, in a in a military environment. We are in a military environment, in mm-hmm. that 
we are under attack. They don't know it. Those are the casualties. You know, just walk away from it right now because the only way we can save them is to build that new reality so that it's the beacon of light. We told you, you can do it here. You don't have to worry about money and you don't have to worry about anything except being your what you can be. And my feeling is that we just have to break away from even thinking about that old reality. Although I am going to continue to monitor it because I don't get sucked into it. <laughs> No, you can be an observer. I mean, just be be a you know secret witness or observer to the situation. It's like surveillance. You know, I do the same thing. I mean, I don't get wrapped up in it. I'm just aware of it. But I also am working. Like I said, I'm also beyond that spectrum. I'm very much in tune to the new the new full light. I think spectrum, I think so. many of us are. Yeah. You know, and we I just so. it, you know it, it, it comes to a point that you we we be, we have become you know much more than we were, and we have to now talk about it to get other people to realize that all you have to do is focus on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, keep, I hate to keep going back to the focus, but it is focus. They're trying their damnedest to make sure that you're distracted. And part of oh, that dis- yes. part of that yeah. distraction is keeping, you know, having your family say, you're crazy people, and you, you know, well, now they're calling us domestic terrorists. Oh, gosh, I couldn't believe that. And that's like 90% or a great percentage of law enforcement military. <laughs> Well, well that, 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 that Biden guy, you know, well, whoever he is or whatever he is, I think he's Jim Carrey in a mask. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, he went out and he said, you've got to be very, very careful of veterans and police officers. Yes. You know, oh, oh I see. I'm a, I'm a domestic terrorist because I'm a veteran. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? <laughs> Anybody yeah. who's outside the Kool-Aid, you know what I mean? As long as you, if you can see beyond the spell, yeah, they're going to label you with all kinds of things. You don't want to piss off, you know, 8 million veterans. I'm telling you, okay. you don't want to do it. You haven't gotten the Second Amendment gone yet. <laughs> you know, this is just, it doesn't make any kind of even, you know, military sense from a lack of another word, what they're doing. It's like, no. so it's going to be it's easy. Desperate. All we have to do is focus on the new the new one, mm-hmm. you know, and um, what do you, what are your, how, how much um, interaction do uh, extraterrestrials actually have on what's happening here? Do you have any feeling on that? Well, you know, you're talking probably the wrong person, the illusion of, I would say for me, I'm always interfacing with what I call off-world intelligence. So I'm kind of different in a sense. I don't see the extraterrestrials as separate or something that's coming. I see that we are the extensions of the extraterrestrial if you want to, and that's what we're about insofar as the DNA code. So we are here in a sense of changing reality, changing consciousness through being here on the timeline, but also putting our perimeters together to strategically create something that hasn't been done since, I don't know, since the first war started. So I'm looking at that. Um, as far as backup goes, I, I know for a fact in the true space-time configuration, which is what we're moving to, we have plenty of backup off-planet. But um, insofar as engaging goes, they're going to be neutralized. They're going to be imploded by their own timelines. It's already going. So to me, I see it as it's, it's a failed operation and there's not much intercept really required in a sense. It's just about stepping up into and onto the new field. And when I call it the new field, it's the new space-time configuration. So that's what I see. Uh, but I do know that there are all kinds of beings and life forms. But for people to say, um, you know, I'm getting this coming in and we're all going to, you know, get, get resolving resolution by this particular group of beings, I don't, I don't see that. But I do see that we have been held um, in limitation here by the linear. But also there's this um, blueprint that we have been given. And that if we understand how to decode this cosmic blueprint, 
that we can actually open up the doorways and the gateways properly where the configuration is right before our eyes and we can just walk right through it. Sounds well, mischievous, you, you, but I've you, been working on it. You know, it, it's, um, it's interesting because like I say, we, like, especially Jan Shaw and myself and Dolly, you know, we, we do get into some hardcore reality and the craziness and, you know, some of the nasty, nasty stuff. Um, but at the same time, we, all three of us believe that we're going to win this because it's already been won in, you know, the future, so to speak. It's the story of how, how do we get there? You know, right. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's yeah. the template. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And also putting your energy in motion. You all do that every day. You're very interactive with multidimensional space and, and Walt and, and you and Nancy, everybody. I mean, everybody is. And that's what I've been doing, too. I'm working on decoding some stuff right now. So I'm not sitting idle. I'm actually mo- motivated to move into the field. I'm moving my energy. And because I'm most of me, I'm only speaking for myself, is already off planet, so to speak. Uh, it's easier for me to just waltz into that without having to leave my body, so to speak. I can just move into the field and bring it here. You know, so we can we can actually get more than downloads. We can actually change configurations by being here too. Well, it's an interesting thing that happened recently because um, I had three three floods in like five weeks, and I mean when I say flood, it's like if if I was sitting at this desk, my you know the water would be you know about ten inches up my leg. Um, so. I got really peeved, and I finally said to Walt, I said, Walt, get me a, a cloud buster. Make me a cloud buster. Oh, and Ants, are you sure you want to do that? It's very expensive. And he's not charging me for his time. He's charging me for what's going into this. So you can imagine that, you know, this is a complicated device. And uh, big and heavy, as I found out. But anyway, so he's, he's talking to me, and he's asking me about, well, what, do you, what are we supposed to be doing with it? And I'm going like, I want to stop the floods, <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> and then he starts to tell me, um, because the, the cloud buster, the concept is that before all this technology, the land and the clouds would communicate with each other and now they can't. And these cloud busters actually allow for a conduit of, of communication for them to say, oh, you need more water, let's give you some, oh my gosh, you don't need any more water, let's stop that. You know, that's that's the basic concept that I was working on. Okay, so then he starts asking me these questions, and I'm going like, well, let's see, okay, well, I'll, I'll probably put it over, and I started to tell him about all of the, I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole section that's like 10 feet long and about 4 feet wide of copper, 10 gauge wire that they, it's just an entire circuit that they had me do years ago and all over the place there's all these different energy devices that I was making long before Shungite and long before I met, met Walt so then all of a sudden I went oh my god they put me through all of this so that I will tell him to get me this device it's not necessarily to protect the property from flood but it is a part of altering the and, you know, adjusting, let's say adjusting, mm-hmm. adjusting the, the ley lines because this particular area right here is um, it, it, they, okay. The, the Stargate, the the Bimini Stargate, Atlantis Stargate, is off the coast, mm-hmm. underwater, and so in order for it to still be activated, they artificially caused a control point on my property. Well, it's not my property. I'm here 
you know, keeping it insane. But all if I look back and I go back over my lifetime, you know, I, I was getting these downloads. It's like you say, you know, you're, you're, you're from some off-world place or whatever. You're getting information that... It, you, and, and I was building all these devices, not even knowing exactly what I was doing, but I'd build them and then I'd look at them and I'd watch them and I'd see what they were doing, you know. So my whole life has been dedicated to that. And then when I get right in that cosmic reality book and getting to the place where I'm realizing that there, that there is a Gaia, and I said, okay, Gaia, give me something that I can give everybody else because I was still focused on electromagnetic damaging because that's, to me, the crux of it, how they're getting through artificial telepathy and everything else. And so then I get I get the Shungite and, and, and through a weird play, you know, how it happened that way. But I get this stuff and she says to me, I said, what do you want me to do with it? And she said, get it to the masses. And so this amazing story, I mean, if you just look at the story about Shanghai, that they gave us some, made us aware of a energy field that has every energy you need in it to become more than you can become and, and that will stabilize the, the world. And it is now all over the world, all over the world. And it connects, every single little particle of Shanghai connects back to that that place in Russia, Karelia, Russia, where it's it's been sitting for, you know, 2.5 million years or billion years. I always forget. Billion, million, a lot of time. <laughs> but now we know what it is. And then they hit it with this blue light that absolutely changed everything. Walt measured, we knew what the measurement was of the energetic frequencies of, of Shungite. But when he remeasured it after the the blue light exploded, it was a thousand times greater. Nice, you know. So all of this is like this enormous story regarding teaching us how to manipulate energy within the three D to understand the true depth and breadth of energy throughout everything. It's all energy. We are energy. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating story. It is, but I'm ready for the next chapter. <laughs> you, you, you and Walt and Dolly, and I'm just like, whatever, you know. Oh come on! No, well, I like I, the idea of the cloudbuster. I think that's awesome. And when you say you're breaking up energy, I mean that could also apply to anybody who's being mind controlled to some degree. In my opinion, definitely creates some interruption patterns to a point where it can break free. You know, so many things have been hijacked. Power spots, everything has been completely hijacked with different frequencies and signatures connected to this world and man's version and other, you know, as opposed to something more galactic. So anytime you can contribute to um, letting go and disconnecting those things, I think it's very beneficial. Well, right now it's working for the flooding. <laughs> That's good. Because, well, because Dolly, Dolly programmed it. I didn't. I, I put it out there and then I wait for directions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you you know? Tell me when, when you're ready to tell me what you want me to do. I'll do. So, but Dolly um, programmed the. We call it the Eagle because it, it was a long story of how it got here, and when it finally got here, I messaged Walt and Dolly and said the Eagle has landed. <laughs> so we call it the Eagle, um, and she programmed it so that it would only rain during the night. Now she was doing it up where she is, but I noticed that we weren't getting any daytime. 
uh, rain. And then she said, you know, no, I, I programmed it. To, okay, so then I knew. Well, I had a party, and it was a nighttime party, and it started raining. And I was trying to cook. I was trying to get everything out there, and I didn't think it was a big rain. I wasn't even paying attention to it. And then I realized, no, it is really raining. And hmm. I'm like, I go out there, and I'm going like, what, 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 what? And then I remember the the eagle, and I turned around, and I because I was it was generating a a focus. It wasn't that I meant to do it. It was just I was into what I was in my head, and I turned around and I yelled, "Eagle!" Right, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like within two minutes the rain stopped. It oh, never wow. never oh, did nice. rain again. And as I said, eagle, I said, you know, not tonight. Don't rain tonight. You got to stop this. No, stop the rain right now. Stop it. And so you know, we we have dinner and everything, and somebody was having a birthday, and finally we're at kind of the end of the that all that distraction. And I said. Did anybody else notice how Eagle shut down that rain? And the birthday girl said, well, I did. <laughs> she said, I never saw anything that fast. He turned around, yelled yes. at it, and the next thing I know, the rain stopped. <laughs> and it was raining Ooh. rather high. Hard, you See, know? it's easily programmed. I love that thing, Malt. I love it. It's easily programmed. It's wanting to be told given directions so don't be bashful to it nancy tell it what you want it and and i've been loving it it rains at nighttime and the sun's out in the daytime Mm, very good my next door neighbor she says to me you know it's supposed to rain today i said well it rained last night and it'll rain tonight but it's not going to rain the daytime i said i programmed the eagle and she went oh well thank you for that (laughs) <laughs> that's great I took I, t- I took I took the you know I said it was me but I knew it was Dolly but that was a long story <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't doing anything you can take credit <laughs> I don't care <laughs> so that's awesome yeah so where do you guys want to go this... now okay well tell me where do you want to um, go what, what what I was going to say is that this is an alignment with what this this is in alignment with uh, what Solaris was saying about the intelligent machines. Mm-hmm. Here we are, interaction of of, of a, a non-organic device interacting with uh, with human human intelligence, mm-hmm. human consciousness is guiding it, and uh, and it and it and it wants to be told what to do. Uh, it wants to be asked for help. So there you are. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> no electricity yeah. is needed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Walter, before you leave tonight, the chat room, um, I mean ours in Skype, I left you a message there, just so oh, you know. I tried to do it during the break, but the break got away from me. <laughs> So, Solaris, you say that you're going to, um, what, what, what are you doing, actually? Are you, um, how are you engaging the future versus where we are? Well, I'm working on some projects I'm not really, not going to talk about yet, but um, just looking at some things in correlation to how we can navigate and bring in the true um, space-time configuration and remove some of these programs that have been running here uh, across the board. I mean, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at changing timelines beyond the spectrum and, and just uh, moving into different 
different uh, programmable futures. I guess you can call them programmable futures to some degree, but I'm looking at those things. Um, besides writing my books and wrapping up some material right now, I'm, I'm very, very, uh, I don't want to say interested, I'm beyond interested. I, I've been getting a lot of good information connected to certain gateways. And when I call gateways, I'm talking about stargates beyond um, the configurations here on, on the world and the physical and the types of things that are happening here with the structures on the planet. It's more about off-world um, beyond the configuration. Once again, I'm bringing in things that are coordinates off-planet beyond this configuration into this one, and that's part of an overlay. So that's a little complex. I don't know how much I should give. But anyways, that's what I'm working on. So basically, that's how I'm interacting. I'm also doing some really cool uh, remote assessments on things that I, I find very interesting. So we'll see where it all heads. Well, just remember, you do have a very massive, powerful way of altering space and time with that device in my yard. It's again, it's not my yard. Yes. I have to take care of this yard, but I like that. Um, that is tied into the Atlantean uh, mm-hmm. structures, but also um, in chat we have infinite, infinite, and she was talking about seeing information regarding somebody saying that there is a stargate in South Florida that's like the key stargate and um, nice. I, you know so it's conf- again confirmation that this particular area this is exactly what I mean I, there's been so magic I mean I've been living here since 83 and there is just mm. so many magical things that have happened on this on this property it's an acre of land attached to five other acres of land in virtually the middle of one of the most desired places to be, South Florida. Beautiful. Right, in, It's called North Miami Beach that we're in. And, you know, Lauderdale's to the, to the north and Miami's to the south. And you have this area that people are living with one house on an acre. It's like living in a park. <laughs> pretty. Well, what that does is it buffers the uh, human interaction with the land. Mm-hmm. So the land oh, yeah. is, is very pristine even now because it hasn't had that much activity. It, You know, it was basically barren land except that they had uh, Native, Native Americans that I think probably were Mayan descent were living on the back of my acre where there was a, a river. It was the Arch Creek mm-hmm. River. And during flood control and stuff that they didn't do a very good job of, um, they altered the way that the river flows. But because nobody's ever been back there and working, when I would first get here on the property and go back there, I could feel, and, and you're drawn into a remote, essentially, the people, the Native Americans that were living off that river right there. So it's very, mm-hmm. very pure energy on the on this this entire park area, you know. Um, but then, oh, then um, Flagler, the guy that w- made his money in oil, and then came down here and built the ra- railroad, and really was the guy that started up, you know, the growth pattern in, in South Florida and the Keys. Um, he had this; he owned this property, and they grew pineapples. Mm. So to, even today, there's pineapple plants all over this property because it's just like the oh, perfect, nice. perfect, you know, soil for pineapples. And, yeah, it sounds uh, like you're in an ideal spot. Oh, this place is magical. It truly mm-hmm. is. And, well, even the fact that I'm here, I mean, it was one of those bizarre stories. I couldn't afford this place. I mean, are you kidding me? An acre of land in Miami, Florida? 
Mm. It was $50,000. Wow. Yeah, it was one of those weird, weird things where the people that owned it were for Columbia and their money had crashed and, you know, they just needed to drop this property and I just happened to be driving by and, you know, and then I still didn't have enough money to buy it. And, you know, three days later, the guy comes back to me and says, the interest rates just crashed. You you can make it now. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, nice. Magic happens. <laughs> well, they needed me here, you know, on this mm -hmm. property to caretake yeah. it, to protect it. I mean, I've had many people trying to buy this up to develop it. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, no, maybe and no. It seems that at some point, at some point, the... Cabal had other intentions for the property because I remember you telling me the story that shortly after you arrived inside um, one of the walls of that place oh, yeah. was an object that supposed to must have been used with black magic or something. Well, I don't know what it was. It was very, it was really, it was really peculiar. Okay, so I had to rewire my electric because in this very simple old-fashioned type of house built in the 40s. Somehow or another, they had wired the entire electric system backwards. Oh, gee. So it still worked, but it was all backwards, you know? And because of the flooding, I, I decided to put my money into putting in a new electrical system that was off the floor. It actually goes up through the roof. The highest uh, outlet is like, you know, three feet off the floor so that I don't have to worry about floods. Mm -hmm. And... Um, So we're tearing out the drywall and then actually had to replace the studs in this building. It was crazy. But the guy that's helping me, I'm in the kitchen and he walks in. He's got something in his hand and I start backing up like I'm afraid he's got a hot coal in his hand or something. I don't even know why I'm backing up. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and I said, what is that? And he said, I don't know. But it, he found it between one of the, um, it's not a joist, it's a... a when it goes a stud the stud in the wall between this is a what they call a stucco frame so they take a frame of wood they put mesh on it and then they stuck it stucco that well when it's done right it's a very very good way of building it, the cement mm -hmm. has to be perfect and in this house it was but between the between the stud and that mesh he finds this round wooden thing that was about I'd say three inches diameter, and it was like a globe with talons on it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I thought dragon or eagle when I first saw mm -hmm. it, but it could be reptilian for all I know. So, but it, it was radiating a tremendous amount of evil. I was really scared mm -hmm. of it. And so mm -hmm. I just, I, but he would, I didn't want him holding on to it because I knew that at least I was aware that this could be a problem. And so I took it, and then I put it someplace, and I, you know, essentially captured it in a, in a, in a uh, mineral grid. I've got all sorts of crystals and stuff. And didn't think about it for, what, 15, 20 years. And mm -hmm. then on one day at Christmas time in 2020, I mean 2012, um, I got, my guides came to me, and they said, we need you to jump timelines. And I was very happy where I was. Everything was going great. We were going to, you know, into the, the fifth dimension. We were, I mean, everything was absolutely, we didn't have any, any problems whatsoever. But now they're saying to me, we've got to jump a trimline. And um, they wouldn't have asked if it wasn't important. So I said, well, that's what you, I said, well, am I going to win? 
<laughs> I don't like losing. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, will I save everybody? And they hesitated, and they said yes. But then after a while of being here, I thought, you know, trying to save everybody is near impossible. So let me go back and visit that. That's my question and their answer. And it was sort of like, you know, they didn't say it, but what they should have said is, you can save everybody that matters. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but the reason that, um, okay, so they, yes, I will. And then they put that image in my head and told me, go burn it. And so I went, I retrieved it, and I burned it up in a fire. And the next thing wow. I knew, the shit hit the fan. <laughs> because, mm. you know, within within the next, I mean, this was at Christmas time in, in, in uh, not 2012, in uh, 2000. And by 2001, we had 9-11. Mm-hmm. And everything, you know, I mean, people don't even understand what happened then. Um so, it, it, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden I'm on a timeline that is a really screwy timeline. But I remember the wow. other one. And mm-hmm. I think that if, and I was not the only one that jumped. Christia Cummings Slack, God bless her, she did the same thing. Only she, I was, I was, it was presented to me as a mission. We're going to do this. All I know is that she knows that something drastic happened at exactly the same time. And that she was no longer on the same timeline well her higher self had made that but i i'm the storyteller so i have to have a story about it so that's why i've got the story but once i started saying and this and she's going oh my god yes exactly so and i I think that there was you know a tremendous number of us that that jumped but if Mm -hmm. we hadn't have jumped the there there's a collision like the timelines start to come together they start to crash into each other you know and yeah if we hadn't have made that jump, we would have been just on the verge of, you know, total evolution and gotten hit with a timeline that was we weren't prepared for. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that this was uh, again God's plan. You know, we need some of the biggest and best to get over here to stop this, and plus the fact, Solaris Dolly was on that awful timeline. I didn't know her, mm-hmm. but she was still on because. Christy and I will talk about how good the other one was, and Dolly's going, no, 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 no. And I said, I tell, I tell her, yeah, I came over here to save you, Dolly. <laughs> what year was this again that you first started 2000, two, the Christmas oh, of 2000. 2000. Wow, very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And it's interesting, again, because Walt and I did a whole series of, like, book reviews on uh, the, ringing, uh, the Ringing Cedars of Russia. And, and Anastasia, you've probably heard of the story, but you may not have read the books. Mm-hmm. And she said that she she's just an amazing, you know, higher spirits. Was brought up as a baby by bears and other creatures, creatures, squirrels and stuff. But when you listen to her, she said that the human beings were going from a light and then into darkness and then back into light. And they'd always get to the same place. And instead of taking the leap that the light was trying to lead us to, we'd go back around the circle. But she said something changed in 2000. 
Wow. And we didn't go back around this circle. Mm-hmm. So, Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, but it's storytelling. There's always, you know, there's a thousand. I tell people, I said, we're like waves, and we're going towards a beach. The same beach, <laughs> but we're different waves. We're getting there in different, you know, perspective on everything. Yeah, definitely. Well, I definitely see a timeline displacement. There's no doubt about that right now. Just because of the stuff that's happened with the alternate reality and uh, the, the stuff they've been doing, you know, with DC and this and that. So that definitely is its own thing going on. But that's there's also spinoff realities and other things that are happening. And once again, if it's based on the linear, it doesn't have any value on a cosmic level. So that's what I look at as well. It's not you just can't factor it in on a bigger scale. So well, it does. I, it does. Oh, in yeah. the, it does in the sense that. If if this 3D drama drags enough of us down, mm-hmm. you know, it's critical that, that we don't get dragged into that and end it by uh, by ignoring it, taking our energy away from it. You know, it's mm. we're, we're still, you know, I mean, as much as I believe that we are going to win, we still got to go through the process of winning. Mm-hmm. And so it's not time for people to say, oh, I know that we won, so I'm not going to do anything. No, this is the time you need to do things. <laughs> you really need to get your acting gear. Become all that you can become. Believe it. Use your imagination. They shut down our imagination. Without it, you, you, you're not going to create anything. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say something. Okay, good. <laughs> Man, I've been waiting a long time to- See, she's so polite, she won't interrupt us. Aww. <laughs> I would like to ask Solaris, have you paid any attention to uh, the state of the actual White House itself since um, Biden's pretend inauguration? Well, um, only observation from remote, in a sense. It just feels to me like, like I said, it's a false matrix. It's not something that has any value. I don't look at it as anything that it's a rogue corporation. So they're basically out of control in the sense that they're just have their own linear agenda, but it's not working on a multidimensional level. I'm just assessing it on that scale. Do you Um, see anybody in it? I see nobody in it. I've heard that it's been shut down at night, but I haven't really looked in there. I think obviously he's not running the house. He's not running anything. But in my opinion, I think that I think old Kali Ma is definitely running a lot of things, whether people don't acknowledge that or not. So you'll see, you know, see what happens here. But I would say don't put all your energy into that timeline either. And that's nothing that Nancy was kind of alluding to in a sense that you don't want to pour all that into them because it's a debris field. And it's kind of like they just suck you into this gravity. Well, we want to move to the different spectrum where we're more like spy birds and observing it. Not that you're doing that. I'm just saying that that's what I do. Just because well, I'm, I'm done with it. Curious. I, no, I, I get not, it. No, I totally yeah. understand. Um, but I see it as rogue, so rogue that it's not even valuable it has it's just like everything it feels to me like we're already looking through the past like yeah. it's already like this place is it's like i don't want to call it a dead zone it's not that but the idea behind it is that it's it's just like a fractal of a moment and it's gone and and it's like everything is an after image an afterburn and that's why i've been seeing it so i don't know how everybody else is seeing it but that's that's what i see i see it in rubble and mm, very theory. interesting well well did right. you yeah. did you see the picture last night three o'clock in the morning I'm, go- I'm on Twitter, and they had a series of pictures, and I can't tell you what this, you know, if this is real or not, but they had an aerial photo of the uh, uh, the uh, Congress, you know, with a big dome on it and everything. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay? And it's an aerial picture. And the backyard is completely dug up. Completely. Ooh, seriously? Completely dug up. The front hasn't been touched, but the backyard, it's, it's all excavated, apparently going after the tunnels. <gasps> That's why the fence is up. Yeah. That's interesting. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting. And I would have pursued it last night, but I said if I don't go to bed, I'm not going to make my radio show <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> but it it just and, and to be honest with you, it, it it because when you were just talking about it's already gone, you know? It's like mm-hmm. yeah, I I actually seen it's already gone. I think they're yeah. digging a big hole, and they're just going to bulldoze the whole dang thing right in that hole and bury it up. Let yeah. it go back to swamp. Yeah. That's what I see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's nothing to build on. You can't build on it. It has no more foundation, and you know, in a sense. It's been... You know, well, plus the fact that it was all laid out in black magic. Yeah, it was definitely hijacked. There's no doubt. And the thing is, with coming from my background with alchemy and, and the craft, I know... That you can do very powerful, positive things with it. But definitely when you're hijacking it and misrepresenting the symbols and hijacking symbols, yeah. It just becomes this, this what, a virtual well to nowhere, even a vortex to nowhere. To some degree, I think it is a vortex. I mean, in the sense of the way it sucked in everything on a more negative scale versus positive. The whole no D.C. Outlet. area or just certain aspects? I'd say the whole area is kind of yeah. just completely yeah. infested at this point. Mm-hmm. Me too. But there has to be, a, you know, it has to go someplace. The energy has to move. So it can't just be staying in one area like that vortex I'm describing. It's got to move. So. Now, I was going to say one thing real quick here. You know that um, the Buster thing that he was creating, Walt, um, Cloud Buster? Wouldn't that be interesting to put that in a pyramid? I don't know. Would it Would it limit its... Abilities if you so. stick it in something like that. The geometry of it, the geometry of it um, would kind of clash. The, they oh, both it? generate a field, but they're, they kind of clash because you see the the both the cloud buster and the resonators they produce a toroidal field. On uh, a pyramid, it generates a, t- a different kind of p- uh, field because, first of all, it's a different geometry. In it's got a squarey t- type of thing, not a not a round field at all. So they have they do work, but they do they're better off separate than mm-hmm. than together. Okay, that's an idea. Thank you. You're welcome. Actually, there's always been there's always been an ET ship above this property ever since I've been here. You know, they're on they're on standby. They just watch the property because it's so critical to, you know, Earth changes. And um, when I uh, when when I put the uh, eagle where it was and it started up, um, well, it was started up when it got to me. Um, They all of a sudden got my attention and they said we're backing off. And hmm. I said, "Why?" You know, and apparently the they well, it wasn't that they they felt that the device was going to hurt them. They just needed to back off and let it do what it's got to do, mm-hmm. not to be interfered with. And um, as they sort of mumbled, as they said, "And you might not need us anymore." Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, 
yeah, so this thing, well, my yard guy who, you know, is a Haitian, um, and we don't get into woo-woo stuff, you know, we do get into, he's very astute, he's like, what is with this Biden guy? You know, he sees all the craziness, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We, we never even talked politics, but all of a sudden he was like, what is he doing, you know? So, but um, he was out there and I said, hey, Kellick, put your hand over that, you know, because it's, well, I should show you, because you don't know, everybody else knows what we're talking about. But um, I'll give you a picture so you know it. But it's got these uh, eight copper tubes, pipes that go up. So the whole thing stands like four feet, right? Is it four feet? Mm-hmm. Well, it's five feet with a base. Five feet with a base. Oh, nice. And um, so I said to him, you know, just put your hand over the top of that. I didn't say what, you know. And he put his hand and he, he had an instinct to, to, you know, bring it back really quickly. He said, oh, my God, what is that? And he put his hand back in there. He said, oh, I can feel that. You know, so mm-hmm. even somebody that, you know, doesn't know or doesn't, you know, it's it's that. it's You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Good job, Walt. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have to get you back on my show again if you're still doing interviews. I, I, what would I talk about? I don't know anything. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> What if Stamp Squatch says the whole area needs to probably be turned into a Shungite lake? Mm, I'll go with that. It was a swamp to begin with, right? You, according to you? Yep. No, it was a swamp. You see, you gotta wonder why would you? With you just, you just got, you know, a whole country behind you. Why would you decide? That you have to build the capital in a swamp, the Potomac. Because was, of it, the water. Because of the water. If they, if you're going to be casting major, major uh, black magic spells, you need as much water as you can get. Because not only for conducting, but also for storage. So if you, if you have tons of, it, it, what was that? That was my cat. Sorry, that's what size moment. cat do you have? He's um he's seven months old, but he's playing with my wires on my computer. I apologize. <laughs> wow, that sounded like and a big cat. He's part Maine Coon, so yeah, he's oh, gonna be big. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't mean to get you. It was the cat. Oh, that's funny. But yeah. So if you're going to be doing that, you. you... If if you can get a good sized body of water, oh, definitely. I mean, the same. I I've, I've had that experience in uh, in my hometown where I'm from in Argentina, um, uh, close to the city and the hills. There is a there is an uh, an area of uh, natural waterways. Uh, it it was known. It, it was known since the time of the Native Americans. I mean, that even the name of the place is an Indian name. Well, the place is a toxic waste dump to, of uh, magic spells. Anybody and who's anybody who has a, a magic spell to put for somebody, whether it doesn't matter if it's a love spell or a curse or they want to kill somebody or destroy something, Nowhere, wherever you go in the in because it's, it's just a stream. It's not a, it's not very big, not very deep, but everywhere you look, as if you walk alongside the, 
if you follow the stream up into the mountain, chances are that every six feet or every ten feet you're going to find some spell. It'll wow. be concealed. It, it'll be like a, some will be in jars, others will be in cloth, some will be in the way the, the rocks have been arranged. So it's, this natural place has been it's a toxic waste dump of magic spells. Wow, that's too bad. So I'm not surprised that if there was a swamp there and they were planning to take over the entire planet with this major power center, power, uh, power center. Oh, yeah, let's go go ahead and build in the middle of the swamp. Bulldoze it all. <laughs> we're at the end of the show here. Solaris, how can people find out more about you? Your books are on Amazon, but do you have a website also? And um, I do. And tell them about your radio shows, please. I will. Thank you for having me on tonight. It's been awesome, Nancy and Walt and Dolly. Thank you very much, the listeners. My website's Night Shadow Anomaly Detectives, and my books are on Amazon. And you can contact me or you can find me at Hyperspace at KCOR Digital Radio Network. That's Friday night, 12 night Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific at the KCOR. And then, of course, at Raven uh, Star Switching Hours, which is 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on Saturdays at Revolution Radio. That's where they can find me. Can you put the link to your website on the chat? Would that be okay? Sure. Are your chat with you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just put it here. We'll okay. make sure that it yeah. gets up under the... Uh, and again, okay. this will not be on YouTube's, but it will be on um, the podcast station. And yeah, we've got a podcast station. When I put something up, it goes to every podcast, you know, source out there, Solaris, so... Very good. You know, well, thank you so much. I'd, I'd love being on tonight. This was a blast. It was a lot of fun and informative. And thank you. It's always good to, see, to hear everybody. It's like I see you anyway, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's going to be a very interesting 2021. Uh, yes. Well, 2020 right. was a interesting one, too. <laughs> I think 2022 is going to be the really good one. i got to jump well, another timeline. Derek, you know, when this all started out, I say I'm an optimist, you know, and I figure, hey, listen, we know where we're going. Let's just go there and get this over with. But Derek said, oh, it ain't going to be over soon. It'll be two years. And I wanted to throttle him. Oh, jeez, don't tell me that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, okay. Derek thinks negative, though. No, I think he's right, unfortunately. I was, I I was naive. I it was go. much more complex. <laughs> I'm not buying into that. No. <laughs> nope. All right, we're hanging up here. Everybody out there, be safe, and we so appreciate you being here. Solaris, it's been such a treat. Appreciate you. It has been. Well, thank Come you. Back. Thank you all. Much love to you all. Take care. Be safe, hon. You too. Good night. All right. Night. night. Listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a friend.